Please end this. Okay. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Welcome to Ho Yeah Podcast. Hi, Amy. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Jackie, I no. <laughs> I was sick. Let's see. Last episode and then, what, two episodes before last episode? And during the live episode. And during the live episode. So now it's Amy's turn to be sick. Right, Amy? Yeah, I don't know how you did it, Jackie, from two states away, but you managed to give me your plague. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. No, uh, yeah, I, however, unlike Jackie, I'm a giant baby and this is, this is going to be a, this is going to be a tough one for me. Um, I would prefer if I was in bed with someone rubbing my back and feeding me (laughs) chicky soup, chicky nudie soup. So, um, but I'm not, I'm here and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn this bitch out. Okay. I'm proud of you. (laughs) I mean, I, uh, I was a big baby about it too. You just didn't have to witness it. But the number of times I texted you starting out like, Amy, I can't do it. I just can't do it this week. (laughs) And then I erased it and I was like, oh God, I can't. I know. You have to do it. I know. And Jackie, Jackie was, uh, you know, we kept pushing the time back today and she's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like trying to get caught up on, on work. And I'm like, look, take as much time as you want. I'm like, if you want to do this, maybe never, that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, so I don't feel super great. Um, I sound not great either, but that's okay. We'll get through this. I'm okay. It's okay. It's Everything's okay. going to be okay. okay. <laughs> and we're okay. And we're all going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> if I uh, get get hit by a bout of diarrhea, I'll make sure I turn off the audio. <laughs> I just got my period today, too, which I'm just like, mm. are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> just... Oh, that happened to me during my second uh, round of sickness. It was just uh, same day where I was like, am I getting sick again? And then uh, and then, of course, uh, my lady friend came knocking on my door and she's like, is now a good time? <laughs> um, it's It's got to be a good time. This is really the only time I have this month. So, yeah, it's I, either this or you're pregnant. I'm, I'm going to come in. Yeah, I'm just going to come in. I'll let myself gonna, in. Excuse, don't worry about me. You just, you keep doing what you got to do. <laughs> I know, I'm uh, very dramatic. And earlier this today, I posted on Facebook. I thought about, there's this guy in Mumbai, Mumbai last year. He started to sue his parents for birthing him. <laughs> for bringing him into, into this world. And I thought, that guy knows what he's doing. That's a great idea. How dare my parents bring me into this trash world full of disease and 
and tragedy. And here I am pooping and sneezing and crying all alone. And where are they? Nowhere. No. You made this mess. Now clean it up. Fix it. Wipe <laughs> me. I need back scratches. <laughs> I need Why someone to. Why would you to... give me a back if you're not going to scratch it? <laughs> I need you to tuck me in and sing me the Winnie the Pooh theme song, okay? Just feeding into all those millennial stereotypes. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't care. I'm tired. I don't have kids and I'm tired. <laughs> and I don't have a house. And yes, I did eat avocado toast this morning. So suck one. <laughs> yes, I had lasagna for breakfast. <laughs> it's not my fault. I'm tired. All right. Anyway, enough, enough of me complaining about being alive. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Jackie, how are you? You're feeling better, right? I'm getting there. Yeah, I yeah, just uh, I just have like a little stuffy nose and and you know the cough that take at the end of a, a cold. I think a lot of people have a cough that just lasts an extra two months for no reason. <laughs> it just doesn't go away. It's a part of your life now. Yeah, and then it hits you randomly. You just have a hacking fit and you get real sweaty. I'm in that stage, but mm. so you know I'm getting there. Yeah, yeah, get I'm, there. Well, I'll get there. I can't wait till I'm just hacking. <laughs> out your mouth and not out your butt, right? Oh, <laughs> um, sorry. Out my butt is just that's daily occurrence. That's not being sick. <laughs> that's just my life. <laughs> Anywho, we have um some things to talk about. Not a whole lot, just the huge our Ooh. Patreon. Shout out. Sexy, 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 sexy. Mm. I don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we had the chance to uh, well, we recorded the last episode before we did the live episode. So, I mean, what fun. What fun we had, Jackie. It was great. I know. I, know. I, had- I kept forgetting that we were doing a, an episode for our podcast and talking about King of the Hill just turned into a just a group chat. I know. <laughs> And a group cat, if you will. Well done. Yes, everybody had their cat with them. It was wonderful. It was a lot of fun. It was the most people we've had on the live podcast, so that was exciting and scary. I was very nervous. I'm not going to lie. I was quite nervous, but I mean, it was great. I was scared too, and I might have like yelled at you a couple (laughs) times, and I'm so sorry. I was thinking about that later, and I think I was nervous and sick, and then maybe I had this uh like primitive uh urge to establish dominance so I was like oh, I need to yell at someone <laughs> just make everyone uncomfortable I guess I'm sorry to you and everyone for yelling oh, no, I, thought, I mean I thought it was hilarious <laughs> and then just laid down on my couch and ate chocolate now that I've established dominance I shall do nothing and allow everyone else to do the work like a fucking king lion confuse everyone by presenting my belly it's a trap. Don't do it. Don't touch it. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. Just don't be looking. At it. No, it's okay. Sometimes I need to be yelled at because I just can go on and on. So sometimes I need it. I appreciate. I appreciate you yelling at me. Well, I'm, I, I'm sorry if I can't no, yell. But it was it like great. once or twice. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was like almost two hours too. I mean, my goodness, guys, don't shut up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
Just kidding. No, it was great. We're going to have another one, of course, in February. We just are not sure when, but we have our uh, watch party on the 13th, February 13th. We've moved them to Thursdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, so please join us for that. Um, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day, that's right. So, I mean, if you have other things. Valentine's. Valentine's? I'm pretty sure that's how it's pronounced. Go on. Okay. <laughs> um, but anyway, the, the live watch party will be the February 13th. And and um, go. What, were, what else were you saying? I was just nothing. I wasn't going to say anything else. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, I was just going to say, if you have something planned for Valentine's Day, please do that. And, you know, just fuck us. But if not, <laughs> join us. We'll have, maybe we'll do, oh, maybe we'll do the 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 Valentine's Day theme uh, episode. The Bobby, the Cupid Bobby or whatever it's called. Maybe yes. we should do that one. That's a good idea. Good job, me. Oh, good one. Okay. Which one will we do for the um, regular podcast? I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to think about it because we could do a, a Valentine's themed one. We could do there's the I remember Mono when Hank when Peggy finds out that Hank didn't actually hurt his back on Valentine's Day, he had Mono, uh, which is a great one too. So we'll we'll just have That's to we'll ask we'll ask our Patreon uh, our patrons which ones they want to do for which. So sounds good. Keep an eye out. But speaking of Patreon, we gotta say we gotta give a shout out to our our new our new patron and that is Lizzie L. Lizzie Lizzie is also joining us for the live podcast and the watch party. So yay. Yay. Oh, I'm I'm looking at Lizzie's little tiny picture on here and you just look adorable. Everyone looks I know. adorable. I need to look at these pictures more often. Lizzie. Oh shit. Shit. I don't know what just happened. Jackie just ran away. What happened? Can you hear me now? Yeah. I just saved my couch from getting puked on by my cat. <laughs> so sorry. Holy shit. I, I was just sitting here and I heard that familiar. <laughs> oh, no. And I was like uh, a mother's instincts. I just snapped into action. <laughs> Gross. Anyway. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry for all the interruptions. <laughs> it was just the one. We just keep rambling. All right. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, Lizzie, thank you for joining us. Um, and again, thank you to everyone who joined us for the live episode. It was a lot of fun. Very glad you could all be there with us. Uh, now, regular shout outs. Um, I <laughs> told everyone that we would give the 169th uh, review a very sexy shout out. Which, And I know that we're both going to 69, uh, the six, 169th review, which I think... Are we both the sixes then, or are uh, they the nine? I don't know. Or do we make one six with our bodies combined? Either way, I'm ready for it. <laughs> I am not sure, but we got we got quite a few reviews. So obviously, I want to like you know I want to give everyone because I can't. I think the person who you know they, I think a couple people thought they were going to be the 169th, but you know if I count when I count back, it's one person. Okay, you're all getting 69. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Yay! We're gonna really everyone gets a 69. Everyone gets a 69. We're gonna we're gonna just go for it. We're gonna really pump it out. <laughs> Yay! Jesus 
So counting back, uh, or I guess counting up from the 166th comment uh, review, which was Lox Odin Thresh, our 169th is Paul P underscore 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 underscore. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and do this really sexy, but I might sound like Bruce Valanche because I'm sick. <laughs> now I'm a little bit nervous. <laughs> it's not sexy if there isn't a touch of fear. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Ooh, I'm blindheaded. Okay, I can hear the your voice trembling and. Uh, <laughs> Does the do the do the curtains match the the carpet? <laughs> it, they do not. <laughs> Is it trimmed? I can't forget it. Go on. <laughs> mm. <clears throat> All right, Paul P. Here's your sexy, sexy shout out. Uh. <laughs> so <laughs> they say subject bed bed. God damn it! Best podcast around. I'll tell you what. What? Um, from poop jokes, ooh, to childhood dramas, oh, mm. these ladies cover it all. Uncover me. <laughs> Came for a podcast about King of the Hill, found an amazing community and a free weekly therapy session. Oh yeah, podcast for all your podcast and podcast accessories. Oh, did you? Did you- <laughs> Did you say accessories? Ooh. All <laughs> P underscore, you did it. You did it. You that did it. Was, that was, oh my God, you did it. <laughs> I was actually going to sing a special song for the 169th uh, review. Please do it. Hey, Paul P. You say you wanna lose control. Come over here, I got something to show ya. Sexy poppy. I'd rather see you. I'd rather see you bear your soul. If you think it's so hot, better show me what you got. God damn it. <laughs> oh my god. I... Jackie, I love that. That was incredible. You, Britney Spears? You better watch out. What's that? Uh, Britney and Madonna, right? Yes, yes. That's the song. That's the song I sing to my cat every day. <laughs> hey, kitty, you'll say you wanna lose. <laughs> you hear that, Paul? It was a song originally for her cat. <laughs> yeah, it's for you. It's for you, you sexy, sexy reviewer. All right, so I do want to give quick shout outs to your boy Nalyad. I want to marry them both, both of them, which <laughs> cracks me up. I love that scene from the um, Beer and Loathing episode. All right, so I just want to do quickly the other two that wanted to, you know, that were trying to get to 169. I want to give you your 69. Um, Gracie underscore no. Subject says 169. I'm sorry. <laughs> Very close, though. Um, I'm still going to give you a sexy shout out. Um, Ooh. It's not going to be as sexy as Paul P's. It's going to be, it's going to be a quickie. <laughs> this podcast is just the goddamn best. I love you both. I want to be friends with you both and explore an unfortunate sex cave, but not like that. 
Thank you for being hilarious and perfectly vulgar. Here, Connie, you can use this. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you, Gracie. No. Uh, uh, to that, I say, Gracie, yes. Mm. Oh, Gracie, yes. And let's see. I, uh, I'm going to keep mine short. I'm going to just do one shout out this week and it's to another iTunes review. And it was a four out of five review. And I, God this it. review <laughs> made me, I, I have to, this review made me laugh so hard, even though I don't think it was meant to be funny, but it's by uh, Libby exclamation point, exclamation point, And the subject says, <laughs> Peggy's maiden name is Platter. and then then the body says how do you not know that entertaining enough podcast but the hosts are a little annoying and it's not very funny weird that they love the show enough to make (laughs) to make a podcast but not enough to know basic trivia about the show anyway i love king of the hill so i will probably keep listening (laughs) and i know i can't i didn't even see that one but i but still four stars (laughs) I know. And I I was thinking back to I think it was what maybe the the first episode we did trivia maybe it was the second or third one and that was your trivia question to me what's Peggy's maiden name and I completely blanked and I mean at that time I loved the show but it had been a few years since I saw it so I I hope Libby I hope that Libby if you're still listening I hope that we've made improvements since then I think we've definitely been definitely been I'm definitely more knowledgeable now that I've been binge watching the episodes and hopefully we provide a little bit more information but I think back on those those uh earlier episodes and uh I'm excited to see what Libby's take is going down the line but I I love that after all that at the end Libby was just like I guess I'll keep listening. I love your spirit. Thank you. Libby, I offer no apologies. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I'm not sorry, but I appreciate it. Or excuses. I offer no excuses. Um, uh, Normally, um, I am of the belief that you don't really point out any kind of negative or criticism not because i think that it's like i'm not like oh fuck them how dare they it's more just like and eh, what's the point you know but that <laughs> one is hilarious because even though they're like they're not funny they're annoying and a doy it's platter <laughs> but i'll still probably keep listening four stars <laughs> four stars <laughs> i guess if you're going to uh you know give a criticism that's the way to do it. We're about ready to get into the episode, but before we do that, special thanks to a listener who emailed us, uh, Sam Hain. Sam Hain. Uh, they sent us this awesome song, and it's so catchy, and it's uh, just a lot of different Dale quotes, and I love it. So we'll be playing that at the end of the episode, so please stay tuned for that. It's really, really good. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you. Thank you, Sam Hain. Woo-loo-loo to you. Woo-loo-loo. It's awesome. We're going to, yeah, so you, everyone, please stay tuned and listen to that at the end of the episode. All right, Jackie, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. Episode, The Company Man, Season 2, Episode 9, Air Date, 
December 7th, 1997. We're finally in December. Wow. Yes. Now, real quick, uh, this episode was originally supposed to run in the first season, but it didn't, I guess just for whatever reason, it didn't. Uh, but if you have the DVD sets, it, it plays on the first season DVD. Yeah, I guess because of the production number, they go by production number, apparently. That's what I read oh. on that King of the Hill wiki thing. So, um, but you can tell that it was made, like, it was drawn during the first season. Like, the animation is very clearly first season. And, yeah. you know, especially just, like, with Bobby and Hank, how they look. They, it looks very clear. Yeah, Bobby's still, like, a little dumb. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. 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 We open with Hank and Bobby sitting in Hank's office at Strickland Propane. This is Hank's place of employ. Bobby is uh, reading to Hank his essay for Sunday school. One of his my greatest hero is. And obviously, uh, Bobby has chosen to write about Hank. Although I do imagine that Hank probably had some say in who his hero should be. <laughs> I could see Hank not so subtly suggesting that it should be Hank. <laughs> While this is happening, Buck, uh, who is Hank's boss and a man that Hank greatly admires for some unknown reason, walks in and requests a meeting with Hank inside the men's bathroom, where Buck takes a massive deuce while talking <laughs> to Hank, which is so insulting. <laughs> it's so disgusting. And God, Hank just affords this man so many liberties. <laughs> so many. I know. I really want to analyze this more. I don't know, another time when I've had more time to s sit on it. <laughs> but I there's just the, there's just this block in in Hank's ability. I don't know if it's just because I don't know. Because he's blinded by the propane and he just uh, equates anyone involved in the propane business with being like good like what is it? The uh, cl clean shaven or yeah, <laughs> clean cut, clean cut. Yeah, he I don't know. The the relationship between um Hank and Buck is, I think, I think it's fascinating and I would love to talk more about it. We should do a mini episode about just their relationship because it's, it's that, very, yeah. it's like a father, son, all of Hank's morals and strong convictions. He has like this stop on them when it comes to Buck. He just allows so many things to just go unchecked with Buck because he's like, I know. I, he feels so indebted to him. Buck has literally tried to frame Hank for murder. <laughs> and he was just like, yeah, no, I guess I get it. <laughs> yeah. It, it's fascinating. I would love to talk about it more. Well, we will definitely do that. So Buck explains that Holloway Hollows, a new development, is in need of a propane supplier. This is a big get if Hank can secure this guy. He gives Hank a $100 bill and keys to a rented Cadillac Eldorado convertible, instructing him to show the owner and his wife a good time. Hank's like, when have I ever needed all this money, all this fancy stuff? He's like, I don't need this James Bond stuff to uh, <laughs> impress someone. He's like, well, look, you know, there's a competitor. It's Hank's old, his old, well, old co-worker and now nemesis, M.F. Fatherton. Fatherton. And yeah, and, and Hank's just like, I don't need expensive, like, fineries. I have pie and ice cream. <laughs> yeah, well, ice cream if things uh, get a little out of hand. <laughs> if I get desperate, if I, I get have ice cream. <laughs> I know. So, so Fatherton, Fatherton is uh, very eager to also land the same client. 
So when Hank returns home, he's talking to Peggy about, you know, look, I got this. All I need is a cup of coffee and a slice of pie and a handshake. That's all I need. And again, maybe some ice cream if there's a snag. You know, Hank, he's not he's not quite prepared for Mr. Holloway, an obnoxious Bostonian who pictures Texans as stereotypical cowboys wearing 10-gallon hats and cowboy boots with spurs. Hank brings the Holloways back to his house to just kind of chat and, you know, be a friendly host. Hank can tell that uh, Holloway's pretty bored. He's not paying attention to any of Hank's speeches or sales tactics. He's just, he's just bored. He's not, he's like, I'd... Show me real Texas, whatever. So Hank, in desperation, he's like, okay, I guess I got to take this guy to the diner. So Hank and Bobby and Holloway all go to the diner. While he's there, you know, he's, he's again, Holloway is bored. He's not paying attention to what Hank has to say. And in the midst of one of Hank's incredibly boring uh, speeches, <laughs> he's like, 14 reasons. Who the fuck wants to listen to 14 reasons why anything is good? No one. What are you, a BuzzFeed article? Come on, Hank. Oh, I hate lists. I know, but at least those have gifts, you know? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> in the middle of this, Fatherton shows up and is stereotypical. He's decked out just like Holloway is. He's got his big ass cowboy hat on, a sick bolo tie. Love a bolo tie. Love a bolo tie. He's got a beautiful, thick mustache. I I kept trying I kept trying to hate him, but yeah, I love him. I know. I think it might also in part have something to do with uh, who's voicing him, which we'll get mm. into. <laughs> no lie. There is no lie there. So Fatherton comes up and he, you know, immediately Holloway is like, that's, that's a guy I want to hang out with. Holloway kind of seems like a boring, like kind of like a scumbag. Fatherton's kind <laughs> of a scumbag, real recognized real in this situation. So Hank mm -hmm. is desperate, you know, desperate to like try and get this guy Holloway to like get on Hank's side. Uh, while Hank takes him out to the middle of nowhere to stand against like stand in between uh, two pipelines. I guess Holloway's like, why don't you have a uh, cowboy boots? And Hank's like, I don't wear cowboy boots. You know, we're not all, we don't all wear cowboy boots and hats. And Holloway is displeased. Hank, he's feeling desperate. And he's just like, well, actually, uh, I don't wear cowboy boots because my uncle died in a tornado and oh, a no. twister a twister so no his uncle didn't die in a twister but his boots got ripped off so he gave them to him or something some ridiculous story next scene we see them they're at a the uh Rheinstein's cowboy <laughs> <laughs> which i love that it's a western wear store so uh hank is trying to cram some cowboy boots onto his fat feet which I've been there. I understand Hank. Uh, and he, I love this scene because he like insult, he, he insults the, uh, the person, the guy who's trying to get the shoes on his feet. He's like, normally I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't suggest uh, you like people with such a full figure foot to wear cowboy yeah. boots. And he's just like, he says, I, maybe a Birkenstock would be better for you. And he's like, shut the hell up. <laughs> I know. I mean, could that, to be fair, that stock boy, unknowingly said like maybe could not have said anything more insulting than to offer Hank a Birkenstock. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it because 
Holloway comes up and he's like, hey, Hank, I got your spurs. And he's like, oh, I don't want to, like, ruin the carpet. And the stock boy just straight up is like, who cares about ruining the carpet? You hurt my feelings. (laughs) (laughs) And then as, like, to spite Hank, he's like, you know what he needs, though? A hat. A cowboy (laughs) hat. So he's forced to wear, he's forced to wear the cowboy hat, too. Later, Hank and Peggy are getting ready to go to dinner with the Holloways uh, for more whining and dining. And Hank is like fully just lying and bullshitting his way through this at this point. He actually, Peggy is wearing a fabulous, flattering purple pantsuit. She looks a power suit, a power suit. She looks presidential. And Mm -hmm. Hank is, uh, which she, (laughs) which she bought from Frumpies. (laughs) Damn it. I knew that was going to be a trivia question. From Frumpies. <laughs> I love it though. But she looks anything but. She, right, exactly. She looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. Although Hank is still trying to keep up this super Texan, super cowboy look. So he's just like, hey, maybe you should wear that uh, that bridesmaid's dress that uh, you wore to Luann Mom- Luann's mama's wedding or something. So, And it's just like this stereotypical. Apparently, it's supposed to look like a Kilgore Rangerette. Uh, outfit. A what? Yeah. It, so they're a like Kilgore, Kil- Kilger or Kilger, K I L G O R E, Rangerette type outfit. If you look it up, it looks exactly like what Peggy is wearing. Almost, oh. essentially, exactly like it. I guess it's kind of like a I don't know, football dance troupe type thing. Cute. Yeah, I'm loving these little outfits with their little hats. Yeah, it's super cute. So what? that's what uh, it's kind of like what Peggy is wearing. Turns out Miss Holloway is ill from Peggy's famous Frito pie. (laughs) Hey, Frito pie. Frito pie. Uh, I guess it made her sick, so she's not able to come to the dinner, which is all to Mr. Holloway's pleasure. He's fine with this because now he can be even more disgusting than he already was. Um, Mm. While they're at the Panhandler Steakhouse, uh, Mr. Holloway, he sees that there's the 72-ounce steak challenge, which... He's like, I'm getting that. I, that's what I want. Meh. So yeah, such he, an asshole. Such an asshole. So he gets it, takes one bite, stick a fork in me. I'm done. Like a well, just, he friggin' fills up at the salad bar like a dumb idiot. He fills up on what I suspect are hard boiled eggs, like a monster. He's just he's just gobbling down hard boiled eggs like a snake. Like he unhinges yeah, his he, jaw. He's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. walks up to the salad bar sneezes on it mm-hmm. and then just eats all of the hard-boiled eggs at the salad bar bastard like complete gross dumb dumb <laughs> he's so gross so hank's just he's getting more and more pissed while they're at i mean thatherton thatherton is clearly following them like everywhere they go thatherton's <laughs> there so what's his face holloway he's over he's like hey uh my buddy thatherton is gonna take me to um a strip club essentially uh jug store cowboys and hank's like uh no he's not if anyone's taking you to a gentleman's club it's gonna be me so hank (laughs) peggy drives hank and holloway to jug store cowboys (laughs) and hank does a terrible job at um making peggy feel better about the situation then asks her for 50 for 50 dollars and ones <laughs> for the g-strings <laughs> Hank. <laughs> oh he's not doing a good job at all anyway so as this is going on hank is still trying to 
persuade Holloway, talk to him. Holloway is getting drunker and drunker. He's just becoming more and more of an asshole. Uh, demands Hank to get him a mint julep. I want a mint julep. And uh, Hank's just like, God damn it, fine. So he goes up there. He gets. As I love that part too. He's like, that's not even like a Texas thing. Like you're just <laughs> overgeneralizing a Southern drink. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so Hank's up at the bar and he's ordering the drink. And one of the uh, one of the women who work there is just like mint julep when he asks for. It. He's like, I know it's not for me. He's, you know, they get into this conversation where they identify that they're both having to do things that they don't want to do to please these rich men to make money to make a living and hank is just like you know what no fuck this i'm done so hank's fed up he returns with the drink and after holloway takes he takes a sip of it and he spits it out he's like this is gross yeah so hank is pissed and he's just like you know what i'm in the business of selling propane and propane accessories with honor and dignity you know i'm I'm better than this. You can go to Thatherton Fuels because that seems to be a better place for you anyway. And uh, he's like, you know, don't complain when Holloway Hollow suffers from problems due to impure propane thanks to Thatherton's cutting corners. And then Holloway is... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. No, go. Well, I just... It makes me wonder how Hank even got into the business of propane because he's always spoken about it like it's this incredibly honorable respected profession but it seems like everyone in propane is a complete scumbag (laughs) i know so well he was he worked at jeans west beforehand and buck was one of his customers and hank was hank impressed him so much he was just like hey why don't you come come i'll show you what propane is all about and this is like you know buck's still a scumbag but i think he was less of a scumbag at that point so i don't think hank saw as like he didn't see all how terrible buck really is you know i think it's been a slow burn for hank if we're going off of uh the order of the straight arrow then hank has always wanted to sell propane and propane accessories since he was a child so Mm -hmm. i guess we could argue that this person coming in to buy jeans and offering this position maybe was like Maybe Hank was a little bit blinded. He was like, oh, my God, my dreams are coming true or something. I don't know. Yeah, good point. Definitely. Like, oh, my God, this is all I've ever wanted. (laughs) I'll ignore all of your transgressions. So Holloway is insulted, I guess, by Hank being like, you're a scumbag. Fuck you. (laughs) So so he's like, them are fighting words. Yeah. And he (laughs) he goes to throw a punch and Hank just like a badass. Boom. Catches it in one hand. And he's like, I'm not going to fight you. Like, I'm not going to fight. Whatever. Thatherton comes out of the middle of nowhere. He's like, I'll fight you. <laughs> Just <laughs> whops him right in the face. He gets him good. <laughs> he gets him right in the face. And uh, then a big old bar fight ensues. So, you know, Hank leaves. We cut to the following Sunday. Bobby is at his Sunday school talking about how he admires Hank. But uh, he also... <laughs> He also adds in there, because Hank told so many lies, you know, to impress Holloway, he adds in there, you know, I just want to really thank my dad for taking care of me and raising me as his own, even though he wasn't there, you know, while I was, when I was conceived or something, because he was out fighting a war. Bother me, yeah, Yeah. because he was a prisoner of war. (laughs) (laughs) I'm impressed, though, with, uh, with Bobby's, uh, 
I guess, deduction skills because he he took all of these crazy random stories that Hank was telling. And I guess he set up a timeline and was able to figure out, well, I was conceived around this time, but my father was in a prisoner of war camp, so he couldn't have fathered me. (laughs) I don't know. And here come all the Bill is Bobby's father. Yes, people. yes, yes. I know. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> we know. Oh, so that's the that's the story. That's it. Yay! Yay, Amy, you did it. I good good for you. I know that was hard. I know that was hard. <laughs> Proud of you. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> uh, so I have very short notes here. I do not have a lot compared to what I normally have. It is small. Well, it feels like this episode went by pretty quickly. It mm. there wasn't too too much else going on. There wasn't there was what there wasn't any like B plots, right? It was no. mostly just about Holloway, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's about it. There was that very brief, you see two interactions of Peggy and Miss Holloway, but that's it. Yeah. And I don't even consider that like a B plot, you know, so because it's all within the same realm. You have any favorite quotes? Well, I have a, I have a few uh, quotes and moments that I enjoyed. Of course, uh, Peggy's power suit. I uh, mm. had to make a note of that. Uh, one quote that I like is when Hank and Peggy are at the airport picking up the Holloways and Peggy's like, what do you think? they'll look like and hank's like oh you know those boston types probably small pale and wearing penny loafers (laughs) (laughs) jackie you lived in boston for two and a half years is that accurate about two years for grad school uh no everyone like (laughs) boston is a crazy place it's full of uh it's like half students right Mm -hmm. because there are 10,000 colleges Mm -hmm. and universities there. Mm -hmm. And then the other half of it are Boston people who are simultaneously rough and tumble, simultaneously hilarious, energetic, blunt, kind, mean. Mm -hmm. But the one thing I think they all have in common is that nobody wants to talk to you. (laughs) I can help it. (laughs) I couldn't couldn't get one of my neighbors to talk to me the entire time. Uh, When I was moving into my building, a scarf fell out of one of the boxes I was moving and this guy was walking by and he was just like, he was like, you dropped your scarf, sweetheart. And I turned around and I was like, oh my God, thank you so much. And he cut me off and he's just like, all right, all right, all right. And then he just like walked away. (laughs) And I feel like everyone is like that. They're just really nice in a mean way. (laughs) All right, all right. That's enough. It's fine. I don't care. All right, all right. That's enough. That's hysterical. But, I, I love Boston. I love it. But not, not a lot of people have that accent. It comes from a very specific part. So it's very, mm. very interesting. I've only been there once and I loved it. I loved everything mm-hmm. about it. I thought about living there for a long time. But I mean, I was only there for like two days. So I really don't know much about it at all. But I, the people I met, I really liked everyone. I thought, I th- again, I thought they were nice, but it wasn't overly nice. It wasn't annoying, you know? It's not like the South yeah. where, like, you can't just be like, oh, thank you. It has, when you're in an elevator, you can't just be quiet. They have to be like, oh, well, small <laughs> elevator, or, oh, this one takes a long time, or how's the weather out there? Oh, my God, let me just stay here and not talk. <laughs> oh, my God, I hate that. And you could see someone, like, starting starting to shift around, and they're like, yeah. I gotta talk about something. Oh God! But I think it—I think it stood out to me because um, I 
moved from Portland, Oregon to Boston and the Pacific Northwest is, is it's its own. I mean, it's different. It's uh, there's this thing called Northwest nice. And uh, I could definitely see that there where people will say hi to you on the street. They're really, really friendly, but people aren't very, very direct or confrontational too. So if someone's upset or mad or they, it can end up coming off really passive aggressive. Like I saw one of my managers fire this guy who sucked. Like he, I, he worked at the country club I worked and he was like terrible. He should have been fired, but it wasn't like a, Hey, like come into my office. I have to let you go. You're, this is not working out. It was like a weeks long (laughs) thing of him slowly get like, you know, being, phased off the schedule and then eventually he wasn't scheduled at all and finally he was just calling them nobody would call him back to tell him he didn't work there anymore oh (laughs) my god so coming from an environment that's a little bit more like that to boston it's just like everyone's so direct i love it you know i know i love that too because where i work it's all therapists so they're all extremely passive aggressive (laughs) so (laughs) like you never know something's wrong until like one of them explodes and it's just like, oh, my God, just tell me what's wrong. <laughs> I know people think they're being polite. And of course, it's hard to be direct about unpleasant things. But you're also sending the message that uh, I don't I either don't respect you enough to be honest with you or I don't think you're capable of handling what I have to say or something. It's like, just just be be straightforward, I guess, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or whatever or whatever. But, oh, I mean, Holloway was extremely straightforward. Yeah. God, that, that guy was awful, though. I can't imagine what he's like in other countries. I don't know if this is... Oh, man. All the stereotypes that he was throwing out there in Texas, I can't imagine. Oh, God. Yeah, he's he's awful. Do you have any more favorite parts? or? Well, I uh, just <laughs> took a lot of notes about how much he sucked, and then <laughs> uh, I made a note about the part with Peggy and the hot towels after <laughs> Holloway and his wife get back from the airport and they go over to the Hills house and Peggy is just being such a great host. And she's like, I have some hot towels after your flight. And it's just actual full size bath towels that <laughs> she heated up on what on the grill. Um, they're so big. Of course, there's nothing more refreshing than a hot towel after a flight, mm. but they're just so ridiculously big. And, I know. It's and um, so funny. And then the last thing I made note of was that lady that Hank talks to at that uh, da- that dance. That, uh-huh. Jugstore that Cowboys. Club. Yes. And uh, just her talking about how she makes six figures and she's a grandmother. Just so funny. I love it. Uh, well, I love it because she says like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, once she makes enough money, she's like, I'm going to stay home with my grandma with my granddaughter and her baby <laughs> so, like her granddaughter is old enough to have a child <laughs> and she looked like she's 20 so yeah she looked I incredible it. i know but i also mentioned with or mentioned i wrote down uh with the woman the jug store or what's her name chiffon that she has like one of those like bullet things that like they cross sorry they like cross your chest and they they're supposed to have like bullets on them but that's but instead of bullets it's shot glasses (laughs) 
that's how you know you're in a classy place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what about you, Amy? <laughs> uh, so this is the first time we see Buck. First time we see old fucking Buck. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I know. Wow. Well into the second season. Um, we see Buck and... Uh, oh, there's this, there's a scene where like they do the, um, flashback to when Thatherton worked at, uh, Strickland and after, so like, this is after Thatherton and Hank and Buck have all had a conversation after Buck's again, taken a dump and Thatherton is like talking to Hank and he's just like, oh yeah, I'm going to go out on my own and blah, blah, blah. And like, as he's doing this, he's going to take a dump in the same on the same toilet that Buck just vacated. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, this is just so disgusting. <laughs> it's not smart because you know the seat's going to be warm. No, that's the worst. It's the <laughs> worst when a public toilet seat is warm. <laughs> I like it. It's like a nice surprise. No, no. I like it. God. <laughs> I'm always dreading how cold it's going to be. And I, I mean... <laughs> I want it to be warm. I like it. <laughs> you are filthy. <laughs> I love Peggy when she's looking at the hundred dollar bill. Look at the size of old Ben Franklin's head. He truly was the homely genius. <laughs> oh, she's so good. <laughs> I also really like uh, John Redcorn and Boomhauer shopping together. Which also, they're definitely trolling for some booty. Did you read the listener comments ahead of time? No. Because I took a a peek at them. I was like, I feel like this episode went by so fast. Like, did I miss a bunch of stuff? So I I normally wait to read them until Mm -hmm. uh, we, we actually do it. So I, my reactions can be more authentic. Um, <laughs> Did someone mention that? I, like a few people. I saw one comment by one person that was saying, you know, I'm interested in knowing why Boomhauer and John Redcorn are hanging out. That's, that's interesting. And I was like, oh, that's oh wow, funny. I, I hadn't even considered that. And then somebody else in another comment was like, they're definitely trolling for some pee. Oh, they even said trolling for pee? <laughs> Uh, I think they said it like maybe a little differently, but yeah. Damn. Okay. No, I didn't notice that, but I did see that. And I was like, what? <laughs> Cause I've never noticed it before. I've never seen like, I, I mean, like it, it didn't even strike me as odd, but thinking about it, I've never seen them together. I love, I love this friendship. I want to see more of it, you know? Well, you know, if you remember in the Cupid episode, Boomhauer takes Bobby and he's like, I'm going to show you my secret. And it's just him going to the mall and hitting on every single woman that goes by. So I imagine him and John Redcorn just go to the mall and hit on. I'm sure Boomhauer gets John Redcorn's like scraps, the ones that he doesn't want. But (laughs) that's surprising because Boomhauer should should not be getting scraps. He should have his own. uh, I don't know what he full cuts of whatever well maybe but the thing like that's what that it shows in the the cupid episode is that like boomhauer isn't as much of a ladies man as everyone thinks he is he just hits on literally every single woman that comes by and then he snags a few you know that i completely forgot about that now i'm gonna hear it from libby again (laughs) 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm trying. I will guarantee you that Libby is not listening anymore. <laughs> if she thought we were annoying back on episode two, my God, she's she's not here anymore. She's long gone. She's in for it. Yeah. yeah. Or they. Whoever. Yeah. They're yeah. they're they're long gone. Should we? Do you want to get into listener? Yeah. I mean, that's really all I had to say because I, like I said, I had very little, very little comments of my own. Well, I also wanted to just touch on our guest stars because we have a few. A few? Yes. What? Well, Mr. Holloway is voiced by Billy West, who is, oh, you know, yeah, great and on everything. Futurama, mm-hmm. what else? I don't know. Everything. Everything. Um, and then M.F. Batherton. Batherton <laughs> uh, is voiced by none other than Bert Fullbush Reynolds. <laughs> oh, God, he's so hot. And that's someone whose curtains for sure match those drapes or whatever oh yeah he, uh, he dies all of it but he uh, i guess mf fatherton comes up in other episodes but this is the only one in which burt reynolds voices him oh man yeah i god you can't deny burt reynolds i'm sure he was a huge asshole i'm just oh, yeah. assuming oh yeah but i mean even his name like sounds like it'll leave you walking funny the next day <laughs> <laughs> Bert Reynolds, <laughs> and then be a new, our third. Wait, that should be like a new euphemism. I got, I got the Burt Reynolds. <laughs> wait, no, no, I got Burt Reynolds so hard last night. <laughs> I Burt got ripped. No, I'm gonna have a UTI for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, our third guest star. Mrs. Holloway mm-hmm. was voiced by Stockard freaking Channing. I mean, the Mrs. Holloway had like maybe two or three lines. Not a lot of lines. I don't know if Stockard Channing just wasn't fully available. Yeah. Um, and, and even that part where they're like, she's not going to make it to dinner. I was like, oh, maybe they just only got Stockard Channing for like, maybe she was walking by in the hallway and they're just <laughs> like, can you please just do this for please um <laughs> we only hear a few lines and she kind of attempts something along the lines of some kind of accent doesn't sound boston but uh it is her apparently and she's wonderful she's a badass oh, obviously yeah. she was uh we know her from greece she was in uh first wives club which i love that movie oh, such a good movie oh my god such a good movie i love that movie <laughs> Me too. Uh, I don't think I've ever laughed so hard uh, when I was like a kid because that's when I watched it. I was younger. But when the three of them are in the window washing. Yes. Thing, and they're just flying down and screaming. I've never laughed so hard. Oh, my God. Diane Keaton is so good. So good in that movie. So good. Goldie Hawn. Yes. As just like whenever she's playing someone just whenever she's playing drunk and and she's she gets in that fight with Bette Midler oh my god I love it and then of course I watched it when I was younger too Mm because it came out forever ago but I would do the little dance at the end Mm -hmm. with them such a good movie such a good movie all right let's get into listener comments that's the song we have a song no that's it oh we don't have a song that's the one all right let's get into it. Uh, I love Carly Giblet says, oh my god, this episode infuriates me. I hate it almost as much as Dusty Old Bones. 
Completely oh. agree. God, I hate that kid. Emma Marfo, I told you nicely to buy me a gun. (laughs) The turtle song is not in this episode. It's not. God damn it. We're not we're not gonna shout you out anymore. I know what you're doing. (laughs) We know it. (laughs) A few people just wrote Batherton. Batherton. Yeah, Pastel Zom. Uh we've got Bender's Redemption. We've got Dino Mike 616. KK underscore transponster, but I like that KK says Featherton, <laughs> which is how Hank says Featherton. it in the very in the very beginning when he's pissed off. Shauna Rama and Martin of the Waking Universe both wrote, "Jah, Jah, he's a really bad guy who lives on a ranch with his mom." <laughs> Uh, Blasquez, Blasquez, <laughs> and you were worth every penny. <laughs> when Peggy's like, you told uh, Holloway that you bought me from so-and-so, bought my freedom from so-and-so. <laughs> oh, here we go. Katie Creates says, also, why are John Redcorn and Boomhauer shopping together at that cowboy store? Oh, was- Mozzie underscore C137 also mentioned. Yep. They're probably picking up chicks. You're damn right they are. You know it. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's Aaron says, I have no idea exactly what Boomhauer said, but it was something like Dr. Scholl's 911 when he was (laughs) making fun of Hank at that cowboy boot store. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone knows that. Apparently, uh, Fank. God. Uh, Apparently, (laughs) Hank has uh, fat, chubby toes. Dino Mike 616, the way Hank connects with the dancer is so great. (laughs) (laughs) Microformed, when Hank blushes, when Buck talks about promoting him. I know, I thought that was cute because, again, I also wrote that down because only in the first season do we see anybody blush. And quite a few characters like Peggy blushes, Hank, uh, John Redcorn. I think it's cute. It reminds me of... The interview we did with Wes Archer, where he was talking about, you know, with this kind of animation, it's a cartoon, but it's not over the top. You're trying to make people's reactions more realistic. So Mm -hmm. it's more about subtle face changes. So I wonder if having them blush is a nice way to show embarrassment since you can't really, it it must be really hard to show that when you're being very subtle. I wonder why we don't see more of that later on. Sappho six. Well, sir. Well, sir. Like my daddy always said, if you have to ask, you can't afford it. <laughs> Shauna Rama. I don't recommend a cowboy boot for a chubby-toed customer such as yourself. <laughs> uh, Char King Imperialism from uh, Buck. He says a big old caddy. Yankees eat that stuff up like a baby at his mama's malt shop. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. I know. God. A lot of people said uh, they like when Bobby said, I'm my daddy seed. (laughs) (laughs) Diet Dr. Kelp, Mozzie C137. Katie creates, I haven't got my croutons yet. (laughs) Dale. I know I love Dale when he was just straight up insulting. Uh, What's his face? Holloway. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) That guy. (laughs) Right dude here. The MF stands for my friend. (laughs) (laughs) How you doing, Amy? You think we're 
done with listener comments. Yes. Okay. You did a good job. <laughs> Thank you. I also want to say your um your King of the Hill filter that you created is awesome. When do like do you know if we figure out I, so <laughs> I for, I had forgotten to uh submit it. So what for anyone who doesn't know, uh if you have Instagram, you'll notice that there's like a ton of filters going around where people like you you press it and it has like a little thing above your head and it says what blank are you or who bl- who are you blah blah blah. And um so I made one and it's what king of the hill character are you? And I just did a basic one with like the main characters, like basically everybody on Rainy Street. Um and I originally, I thought I had submitted it because you have to submit it through Facebook because, you know, it's all owned by Zuck Boy. And I guess I didn't. <laughs> so I I submitted it on Monday or Tuesday of this week. And I, it says it takes anywhere from three to ten days to get approved. So I imagine that I will get a notification somewhere that lets me know um, when it's, when it's been approved, I can kind of look and see if maybe I'm going to just double check right now. Yeah. Mine, it's still in review now as of this recording. So I don't know, maybe by Tuesday when this comes out, it'll be available. If it is, I'll make sure I post it on Instagram and make sure you tag us. If you do it, we want to, you know, we want to see everybody's, uh, it'll be lots of fun to see what everybody gets. And I got lucky. I don't know how many times. <laughs> I got Bill. That was still so much fun. Your reaction was excellent. <laughs> it was very authentic. Uh, and so many, seeing so many people using that filter, it's just, it's just so, such an awesome idea. Thank you, Amy. Yeah, Thank no, you, I, I've got, yeah, no, you're welcome. I have a couple more. I want to do like, which Peggy are you? Which Bois are you? I want to, like, which bill are you? I want to do a bunch. So I'm, I've got Ooh. a couple of ideas. Okay, I think I'm done. I think I've done all I can do. <laughs> I think you've done a good job. Next episode? Oh, yes. Next. Oh, we didn't even do trivia. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck. You, you go, Jackie. All right, Amy. Mm-hmm. When Peggy is showing Mrs. Holloway around, she uh, shows Mrs. Holloway. I don't know it. I don't know it. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> um, she shows her uh, house where a poet named Ogden Nash wrote a poem called The Cow. What year did he write that poem? Oh, my God. Wow. And all of this, I didn't know. I thought you were going to ask me what was the name of the poet. I thought you were going to ask me what was the name of the poem. I thought you were going to make me recite the poem. All of this, I don't know. I know none of this. I'm going to say 1917. Oh, no. (laughs) It was 1953. Okay. So, great. That's the answer. That's a good one. Do you have any others? I know that one of them I already ruined. I'm sorry. Nope. You took my frumpies one. (laughs) Okay. That's okay. I have. All right. Let's do this. What is the name of the server at the diner that they go to? The first diner? Not yeah. the not the not the worker at Jugstore Cowboys. It's the one in the very beginning where he's like trying to get pie and ice cream. Ah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> the 
Tammy? No, but kind of okay. close. Okay. Joe Tiffany. Oh, you're pretty close. I love Joe Tiffany. <laughs> okay, I got one more. Oh, okay. What is the name of Hank's Fank? Fank. God damn it! <laughs> what is the name of Hank's fake uncle that lost his cowboy boots in a tornado or a twista? Oh, oh, oh! It's um, it's uh, Smear no no <laughs> uncle fast fast that's it did not know that for sure did not know that <laughs> so that's the the trivia yeah we both lose we both lose We're both losers this time around well amy do you know the next episode yes i do do you jackie uh yeah okay and a one and a Two yeah. and a one, two, one, three. two, three. Bobby, Bobby slam. Bobby <laughs> slam. Yay! Yay! This is the one where Bobby wrestles. He wrestles. Yep, and Connie. And Connie. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's a it's a nice feminist episode, right? Yes, it is with Peggy at the helm. Yes, can't wait. <gasps> Buckle in, everyone. Wear your big shorts for this next episode. <laughs> All right, Amy, let's put you to bed. Okay, please. <laughs> Get you to bed. All right, look, I will talk to you later, everyone. No. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Um, thank you. Follow us on Instagram, HoYaPod. Uh, review and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcatcher you use. We're on pretty much everything. Yeah, join us. Uh, <sighs> Join us on Patreon. We've got we're gonna we're gonna do some fun things. All right. Yeah. Join our Facebook group. That's been a lot of fun. Hey. Tell a friend. Yeah. Um, awesome. Yes. And a one. And a two. And a one, What's two, happening? three. I don't know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, we're gonna say bye now, okay? Okay. Ready? And until next time. Okay, listeners. Bye. Bye. Adios. Bye. <laughs> All right, Amy, go to bed. Everyone stay. You stay there, everyone. Amy, you go to bed.